Welcome to Shattering Ceilings, the podcast that dares you to dream bigger, reach higher, and break free from the limits that hold you back. I'm Megan, and together with my co-host Lauren, we embark on a journey of growth and expansion, one conversation at a time. Get ready to challenge your thinking, question the status quo, and unlock the potential within yourself that you never knew existed. Each week, we bring you thought-provoking discussions and valuable insights that will empower you to embrace change, push past barriers, and take bold steps towards the life you truly deserve. We believe in providing action-oriented takeaways that you can implement immediately so you'll never leave an episode without a practical plan for personal growth. So join us on this transformative adventure as we shatter ceilings, break boundaries, and create a community of dreamers and doers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Shattering Ceilings. It's Lauren. And Megan. And today we are talking about story versus phenomena. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I'm actually training <laughs> on it next week. So this is great oh, practice cool. for me to get comfortable. I know. I'm I didn't a little know nervous that. About yes. Oh, My- don't be nervous. You got this. <laughs> it's a corporate setting. I've never trained new hires. So story versus phenomena. Mm-hmm. Story is what you create in your mind around an experience. Okay. Phenomena is the actual like fact of what happens during the experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a little bit on here before, like your perspective, the story that you create around right. an experience is what creates the memory. And that's what you're going to carry with you moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's take an example. Okay. You were working a job. Six people just got fired. Okay. You are next in line as far as new hires. Mm-hmm. That it would it, you'd be the next one to go, right? They're firing all the new people because seniority always stays when there's layoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're number six. So the phenomena is they have fired five people at my job. Okay. They're cutting budget. Maybe that's something that you guys have been made aware of at work. Mm-hmm. The story is, oh my God, it's gonna be me next because I was mm-hmm. the last one to get hired. Da, 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 da. But what pieces are missing? How good are you at your job, right? How often do you hear, like, does your boss say, hey, I couldn't imagine being able to do this job without you, right? Right. Like, what are you hearing? What's the actual fact of what's going on? How many different departments do you have your hand in that rely on you for your expertise? Right. And how many people do they really need to lay off? You don't know that information. Right. You don't Mm -hmm. know any of that stuff. So this, Mm -hmm. the anxiety Mm -hmm. around, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the one that's going to get fired is all story. Right. And in this particular situation, it does not serve you at all to hold that story. No. And I and I do think, too, like when we start to do things like that, where we are telling those stories, it really can play out and manifest itself in so many different ways. And one being that it does. Right. What you think about you bring about kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about, so from an energetic standpoint, yes, because if you're thinking about it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in this like, oh, this world's going to end, you are attracting that energy to you, Mm -hmm. right? But then even on like a day-to-day, from a day-to-day perspective, like Mm -hmm. if you are so nervous that you're going to get fired every time you go to work, how is that going to affect your performance at work? Yeah, exactly. Right? And how might that lead to that self-actualization of, oh, I I got laid off. Right. And this shows up everywhere. 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 Think about it with your kids. (laughs) Like you see your kid, I don't know, holding their knee and rolling around on the ground. And immediately you go into a panic because you think they've fallen and hurt themselves. When in reality, they're pretending to be a squirrel. 
You know, like you just don't <laughs> know what's going through their so mind. True. And so you just true. assume something. You know, I see this at work all the time when uh, kids start time. to have like, yeah, somebody starts to do something and then you see staff around start to like, oh, well, you know, we're going to have to get ready for this or this is about to go down. And there's some truth in that, right? There's patterns yeah. that show up, especially in a clinical setting. But you don't actually know, okay, right. a person is, you know, pacing up and down the hallway. Well, mm-hmm. are they pacing because they're angry at somebody? Are they pacing because they're nervous to go see the doctor? Are they pacing because they're about to have a home visit, like or a family visit with their, their parents and they're nervous about it? Like we don't know, but if we immediately right. go in with judgment, it's going mm-hmm. to affect your ability to actually be present in that moment and take care of a situation. There's this really, at the time, fucking miserable game that I had to play when I first started grad school because I sucked at it and I spent so much time on the floor where you essentially play charades. (laughs) Tell us more about that. (laughs) You basically are playing charades, okay? Uh So our professor would give somebody an action that they had to act out maybe grocery shopping. Okay. Okay. And we were all sitting in chairs in a circle around this person. And the objective was to observe the phenomena of what they were doing without attaching a story to anything. Mm. Okay. Which Which was charades is. Yeah. That's so difficult because the whole point is to like, guess what they're doing. So you're just yes calling shit out, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I played this with some of my teenagers in class last week. And the whole time they're like, oh, he's he's fishing. I'm like, all right, everybody on the ground. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> we got to go because they'd sit up in their chairs. And I'm like, y'all are making up all these stories and nobody's sitting on the ground. But so think about it. Okay. Someone's walking around. They're holding their hands out in front of them, making motions. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're grocery shopping. Oh, interesting. They just grabbed something like you start to create these stories, right? They're walking Mm. slow. They're walking fast. That's kind of phenomena, but still like in reference to what, right? Right. They're walking fast in reference to what? It's a story that you've made up. They're walking. They're moving one foot in front of the other. But the point of it is to see how quickly Mm. you jump into making up stories. Oh, the purpose that we were learning it for was in a clinical setting, right? So think if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, if you work with humans in any capacity, Mm -hmm. How many times do you go into a conversation or notice somebody doing something and then create a story about it and then have a conversation based on that story without actually asking any questions? Right. I was going to say this can get us into some really dangerous (laughs) situations or like this is how rumors spread. This is how a lot of misinformation can be out there. And also like Uh it creates feeling right for a lot of people and a lot of it could be fear, anxiety, worry, things like that. Yeah. So think about how this shows up in your house, right? Your partner comes in from work. Okay. And maybe they're shuffling their feet a little bit more or they come in and they kind of drop their stuff harder than they normally do. You know, maybe they normally hang their bag in a certain place, but today it just went by the door. Mm Mm-hmm. It's easy to make up stories about like, oh, okay, great. You know, Aaron's in a bad mood. He had a tough day at work. And so now it's going to be a shit show at home because he's going to be grumpy. (laughs) Think about how much that's going to affect. Right. How does that affect how you greet him or greet that person? Right. Because we're just talking about Aaron, for example. But like, how do you greet them? Do you avoid Mm -hmm. them? I know for myself, I've totally gotten caught up in this. He's texted me and been like, oh, it's been a crazy day at work today. And I'm like, well, shit. Let me hide upstairs when Aaron gets home, right? Because I don't feel like having the conversation around work. Right. Maybe he just needed a hug when he walked in the door and it could have stopped everything. But I don't know because I'm caught up so much in my own story of like, oh, this is what happens when he has a tough day at work and he comes home and then he acts this way and he treats the kids this way. And then, you know, whatever, our conversations are this way. Like, 
it's so much hypothetical. Yeah. And I just think it's easy to project when you're feeling that way or you're having those, again, those worries, that anxiety to project on other people. And like I said, Mm -hmm. to cause unnecessary, you know, worry in that other person or anxiety in the other person when it didn't need to be. And I think you're right. The example of your own household, I think, is so important, right? Especially if you have children and, you know, a partner, because you can really start some shit if you are like projecting those feelings, right? And I think for, you know, especially being a parent, like I think about this a lot. There's a lot of times where I have to pick and choose what I say so carefully so that I don't, you know, instill worry in my children, right? And I think because if you're reckless about it and you're not really thinking about what you're saying, you know, or feeling in that moment, for example, I know my son's a worrier. So I have to be, again, very thoughtful about how I say certain things, you know, or, you know, Simone, she's she's only four. So when I talk about going somewhere, it's the same thing. Like I have to be very detailed and careful about how I say it because she may get worried, you know what I mean, that I'm not going to be here or whatever it may be. Right. Or have the expectation that you're leaving right now, right? Mm-hmm. So like giving yeah. all the details. So to go back to last week's conversation on conditioning, what you say around your kids can or anybody can also affect the conditioning that they take on, right? So if you are constantly worried and speaking that out into the world about money or schedules or whatever, how that lands in little people and affects Mm -hmm. how they move through the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like your story doesn't just affect the way that you're feeling internally. It also, just like with everything else, guys, domino Mm -hmm. effects and spreads right? Into everything else. It's like pouring out a glass of water, right? It's not just a droplet, right? It's going to spread. It's going to soak into that carpet. It's going to get that kid's toy that's on the floor, right? Like anything in its path is going to be altered by it. We have a sick baby at home today, guys. So if you're, if you're hearing this, (laughs) send out all the good vibes for our kids because everybody's had a stomach bug. We went through it last week. Laura's really? family's got it this week. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, where the hell does this come from? It's freaking August. I'm not used to it this time of year, you know? But anyway, I'm not going to assume that uh, this is, we're going to stay in the moment with this too. And I'm going to assume that it's not a bug that everyone's going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to stop here. <laughs> Maybe it's just Mo. Right. right. So that's so easy, right? So that's a great example. Mm-hmm. One kid in your house is sick. How much do you internally start to freak out? Like, oh shit, I can't miss work. Right? I can't get sick. Da 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 da. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to stay home with the kid? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? How is this going to work? Got to cancel everything this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can spiral really, really quickly. Right. Exactly. And we know that our stories create our world. Right. If that is true, then how meticulous and careful are we about creating those stories? Are we mm-hmm. creating stories that serve? Because it's it's inevitable, right? Staying in the phenomena is really useful and it's really helpful. And at the end of the day, when you have an experience, there is going to be a story created around it. Sure. Whether it's so small as like someone saying like, hey, how was your day? You're not just going to ring off all the phenomena. Well, first, I kicked my right <laughs> leg out of bed and then my left leg. And then I went to the bathroom. Like, no, you tell them how you <laughs> felt about your day, right? What was your emotional reaction to that day? Right. So we create stories, whether we want to or not. The more we can stay in the phenomena. Oh, this is where I wanted to go with this. What is factual and true about mm-hmm. this situation? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is how, because we, we want to give you guys action steps, right? Those are the thoughts that you can have in those moments where you find yourself getting caught up in story. So what is fact and true about this moment? I have a kid that's throwing up. 
right? Does the kid have a fever? This child is complaining about feeling this way. Okay. Those are all facts. Mm -hmm. What we don't know is if anybody else is going to get sick. What we don't know is how long it's going to last, right? What we don't know is whether it's going to get worse before it gets better. So spending time caught up in all of those what ifs is where we really get into trouble. Yeah. And that's what I have to remind Bob of because he's like, oh, you better take her to the doctor. (laughs) It could be, what could it be? And I'm just like, we're just going to ride this out and see what it is. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's where his mind goes. He goes into the panic mode. Whereas I'm always like, let's just wait and see, you know, but it, we both do it for each other. And I think that's important to, to know who you can go to in those moments where you're, you're, you're starting to spiral. Right. Right. And bring it back that, to community. You're very good at that, Megan. Right. There's times where I've texted you and you're like, okay, what's actually going on here though? You know, and then it, yeah. reminding me like, well, let's not go there yet. And so it, it's definitely good to have that person who can kind of really back in. And it's really about, like you said earlier, slowing down, right? Because your mind is off to the races as soon as something's happening and creating that story. When really it's just like, we have to, again, try to stay as present as possible in that moment. Yeah. But it really is, you know, you do create story around everything. And I think it's just like the goal I know for me and and how I would love to help others is really just like creating those stories that do serve you. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. really makes such a difference in your mental health, your emotional health and your life, what you're manifesting for yourself. Let's keep this one short, right? We don't need to give you guys a thousand examples. You know where we're going with this. Okay. Phenomena versus mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. What we create in our mind is going to be the driver for how our life looks and how our world shows up around us. So this week, for your call to action... Yeah, did you get your notebook? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you get your notebook? Mm-hmm. Okay. What I want you guys to do, what we want you guys to do is pay attention to the stories that you're creating, okay? And this may come up if you're working in that conditioning, like we were talking about last week, right? When that conditioning comes up, this can be a part of it, right? Okay, I'm feeling obligated to do this right now. What it, What's fact and true in this moment? What are the actual phenomena, right? What am I feeling in my body? What is a necessary requirement of me, right? Maybe it's, okay, you have to get, you know, I don't know, stuff for your kids to go back to school. And that makes you anxious because it's going to be a lot of money or you have to be out in crowds or, you know, whatever it is for you that's got you feeling a certain type of way around going and getting your kids prepped for school. Maybe you're nervous that that you're not going to pick, you know, the right nap mat and your kid's going to freak out. Like, whatever it is, (laughs) (laughs) what's fact and true in this moment? Right. right. What serves you? What is what's the conditioning behind it? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel obligated to have everything absolutely perfect and the coolest brand names? And, you know, the your kid needs to have the coolest of everything. I know I got caught in this a little bit last week. I was shopping for the kids' backpacks. And I'm like, wh- where do we shop for backpacks? Where's the cool place to shop for backpacks? Like, what is the cool thing for backpacks? And I was like, fuck it, it's a fucking backpack. Right. Right. It was a moment where I was getting caught up in my old stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about a little bit last week, I never had the cool stuff. You know, I had a $20 limit on my backpack every year. Mm-hmm. So if it didn't come from Walmart, it wasn't happening. And so I didn't want my kids to feel that way. And so I started getting caught up in my old conditioning and I had to stop myself in the moment and be like, okay, what's fact and true in this moment? Right. One of my kids is obsessed with sharks. The other one's super into Mickey Mouse right now. So that's what we're going to look for. It doesn't matter if it's from Amazon or Pottery Barn, or L.L. Bean, or whatever else, like, what do my, what is going to make them happy in this moment? 
let go of all my anxiety around it, all my old stories around it, because it doesn't serve and it does definitely doesn't serve them. So for this week, call to action. Where are you getting caught up in story? Pick one, write it yeah. down and start mm-hmm. to break it down. What is the phenomena? Okay, right. what do I know to be true about this in this moment? And what is just fluff and story that I've created based on my prior experiences? And is any of that actually true to what's happening here? Right. Is it true to who I am? And is it true to how the situation is showing up right now in this moment? I love this. It's a nice simple one, right? We all have stories. Now, the fun part is to actually catch yourself in the story. Yes. Catching yourself. And, you know, sometimes I tell myself too, like, cancel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, reverse. <laughs> yeah. Need a redo. Yeah. And that's the fun of this guy. It's like, you don't have to be an expert at this. You get to fuck up over and over and over again. You're a beginner. So if you miss it, cancel it out, right? Go back. Start over. You get control over that. There is no right or wrong. There is no pass or fail. Just start somewhere. That's all we got for you guys today. Yeah. Lauren's going to go take care of her sweet, sweet girl. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, guys. And I cannot wait to hear how this shows up for you and, and how you feel better about it when when you can actually slow down. So till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of Shattering Ceilings. We hope today's conversation has ignited a fire within you to chase your dreams fearlessly. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode packed with inspiration and actionable steps. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue spreading the message of growth and expansion. And remember, it's never too late to rewrite your story, redefine your limits, and shatter the ceilings that stand in your way. Until next time, keep dreaming big and taking bold actions. You got this.